The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Papp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. Today we have a treat. Our dear friend Sita Paloma is joining us once again, and I I really promise I'll let her get a word in edgewise, okay? Hi, Sita. How are you doing? Hi. I'm so glad to be here. It's always fun. Yes. And, you know, it's really interesting. A little thing is going on with Sita and I. It seems like whenever I'm looking up and saying, hey, God, I need to figure this out, she'll call the next morning and say, so I was talking to God about this and whatever it is. And so we tend to just come into things when the timing is right. And right before we started this, we started bandying about the word, the D word. Today, we're going to talk about the D word. Somebody said something about being dead. And I commented on, you know, I don't think they like that out there. And our dear friend, we have a dear friend, Jenna, who's here with us listening. Brother Todd is out of body. He's a, he's a clever and a mischievous one. And he came right in and he said to Sita, you know, you have to remember that dead is a four-letter word. So we started talking <laughs> about that. How do we integrate from the human idea of inertia to the spiritual knowingness that they're busy and networking and loving us and doing their thing. Well, you know, now that you mention it, it it is a dilemma, and it's probably been a block in my mind, too, because the word, we just infer it, infer that there is no more, like as in a dead issue. So it gives us no concept, no feeling of being able to talk to a friend like we do call each other. There's no room for that in that word. So I agree. It's a word that's not necessary. And yet I know Diego's brother for a while, he just did not like the phrase 
they've passed on. He said, what's wrong with saying dead? Just say it already. He died. And he really has a void in his heart for missing Diego. So it is a dilemma on what these words mean, but I think it's just best to clarify it and talk to ourselves, process what we take in and if we can transform that word into something else, the feeling of it, maybe some visuals are needed. Maybe we should do some drawings with color and the word dead in it. (laughs) Give it some creativity and color. One thing that comes to mind, actually, Diego, and we've visited with Diego before. Diego is Sita's son who went out of body on December 23rd. Happened to be my birthday, but I didn't know him yet. We met six months later when he was out of body. He went out in 2008. Diego is, is the one who arranged for Sita and I to get together. He fixed us up and and he channeled in. One thing that really stands out that I remember is shortly after the first time we met and we channeled, you said you woke up, well, you should tell that you woke up about, I had a conversation with? A dead person. That's true, because, I mean, he was gone then for six months, and it was very real that he wa- that he was not around anymore and he had been around a lot and i knew that his body wasn't going to be around anymore and i was searching i was searching for a way to stay connected and to contact him so that's why i say i manifested marilyn I mean, I was really searching every single day, every single day. I had such a need. But yes, the morning after I met Marilyn, I just popped out of bed. And my first reaction was, oh, my goddess, I had a conversation with a dead person. And it just helped, I think, break my barrier because it's like you see a line and the people that are living are above the line and below the line are the people that are not, do not have a body anymore. That was a very clear line. And then to think that we just simply sat down and had this conversation, which for me, I just got sucked into the conversation because it was like talking with Diego and we were just going back and forth, back and forth. A phrase that Marilyn said often that I didn't recognize until that next morning was, well, yeah, mom, but from my perspective, and then he would talk and talk. And he was 23 and we had a lot of arguments and we would discuss the different matters of life and this and that and go on and on. So when I met Marilyn and we just started, she started 
talking for Diego, I just automatically fell into that conversation. It was just so real and so normal, so regular. And to hear that phrase over and over again, well, yeah, mom, but from my perspective. So when I woke up the next morning, that's what popped in my mind. That's what he always said. Yeah, mom, but from my perspective. And looking back, seeing us sitting on the sofa conversing, I realized that I was truly talking with somebody that no longer had a body. And that was shocking to me. Absolutely shocking. Especially since I had already been working in the metaphysical world 10, 15 years. And once in a while, a dead person would come through in a reading, but it was never something that I could just call upon, like, hey, Mary, can you come and talk to us? And that's what Marilyn was doing. So anyway, it's so amazing to me that it makes them so happy to be heard, to be recognized. And that's why so many kids are always saying, even if you have no idea, just look up and say, have a good night, throw a kiss. It helps us. It mm. helps us to be recognized. And he had so much, I mean, he, of course, he's right here. He said he had so much fun just saying the same things because they're his patterns. And those arguments, Mom, for the most part, they were kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't were. like we were arguing with each other. We were talking about all kinds of things. And it's like, well, yeah, I, you know. And and so... It was more the philosophy of life. Exactly. It was very enjoyable. So here's the thing. I got to do what I love to do with you. Yeah. And and, and you're and like... me too. Exactly. And then we have this whole dichotomy of, yes, I'm not in body, but does that mean I am D-E-A-D? Uh -huh. He says, it's like it's like spelling, you know, a bone for a dog. You want to spell it so they don't start jumping. Um, he's he's <laughs> that's laughing. That's a good way of putting it, actually. I'm puzzled, but that's what he's saying. Yeah, so I guess he's so funny. And he says, you know, it's, I don't think of myself as dead. I'm just, I'm with other people. And not only, okay, I'm not the great undead like your zombie shows, which to be honest, I really like and I have access to them. We watch movies. If we want to watch stuff, we can. We're often on set if that's things that interest us. Personally, I think it's like annoying. I'd rather see the finished product. But we have access to all that stuff. So I'm not the walking dead. I'm not the talking dead. I'm not a zombie. It's really hilarious what they make out of all think of all the different ways they're writing about consciousness beyond the physical it's insane but they make it scary because it sells and it's really cool and people like it and all that but to me i'm viable and yes jenna we were talking before we started and diego was saying our friend jenna said something so smart and it was vibrationally viable he says he's laughing and todd is her brother and he and diego who did not know each other 
in body, but they sure do now because we get together a lot and we meditate and we channel and we play. They just high-fived um, because, what was it again, Jenna? Because when I'm channeling, they want you to say it again. Vibrationally viable. And so Diego's jumping up and down and going, that means I'm not dead. That means I'm not dead because we're interacting with each other. But you're in a different vibrational level, and we're not there the same way. And it is, of course, more subtle. I call it the subtle body, whatever. People make up all kinds of names, but we are there, and it takes a different kind of, you know, shifting of the energy and allowing and being open to it and sometimes just needing it. But the thing is, I'm super, super active, and I really understand the word dead for you guys, because I used it too. But once you're out here, you think, that's just kind of doesn't make sense to me because okay. I'm not. And the thing is, when people get mad at someone, they say, you're dead to me. And But you know what? I'm out of body and I'm not dead to you. That's true. That's true. And he says, see my eye, proved it. <laughs> right. You know, I got. I have to ask some real practical questions. So Diego is saying that he's out there with all kinds of people. So are they floating in the land? Are they walking around? Are they wearing clothes? Like, do they look like ghosts like we see on cartoons? Does he see them? He just pretended to hold up Casper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Casper. That's funny. We're just making all kinds of Casper jokes because one of our kids was at our house and was happy to get back to his Casper bed. Uh -huh. And I said, this looks like the one at home gave up the ghost, huh? And it's like, oh, ho, ho, ho. But at any rate, there's a lot of Casper talk. Casper, he's holding up Casper. And he's laughing and he's saying, okay, how did you want to put that again? He wants to be very direct. Because okay, he'll so, just start so, talking and not stop. So is he floating, when he's floating okay, around, we can is manifest. he floating around? So is he on land? Is he in the sky with all of these dead people floating around? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> I'm right over your right shoulder. My feet aren't quite on the ground. So I guess you could call that floating. We travel at the speed of thought. We move. It's really like beam me up, Scotty, except we're not dependent on anyone else. And we go where we need to go. We have access, so we could be busy doing what we need to do. We could be visiting someone else. We could be learning and having a heartfelt discussion with our out-of-body pals. We could be hanging out. But if you need us, we'll feel it vibrationally. And so we travel at the speed of thought. We want to get there. We're there. So we have access. So we fly. Oh, we float. But you know what? He's just looking at me and he's saying, you know, the library. There are libraries and people talk about the Akashic Records and all kinds of it's interesting access we all have it if we want it and are they walking are they floating it is it feels like in that and don't forget what i channel is whatever they're showing us and i'm sure it's so much broader yeah but it looks true. like there are beings they're wearing white robes they're beings of light and they're just kind of floating around kind of walking like the books and the and they absorb knowledge they don't have to pull them out which is why i was a weird kid and would walk around with my hand just going like an inch away from the books just feeling them and everyone thought i was weird and i didn't know what i was doing and then i read them of course and then I was directed what to read. And it's these pieces. If you have memory pieces that you think are really weird, 
it could be from when you were out of body or some past stuff that you had access to. And he's laughing and laughing and he's saying, because you know how this works. You ask a question and we'll just keep going. Let's focus on where we are. You were talking about what we want to go back to Diego, who's saying we can manifest anything we like to have fun, to help you recognize us. He says, I've brought ribbons. I've shown up in different manifestations. My father showed up younger to show me he was joking around because I didn't recognize him at first. We've had experiences where they're showing up a little bit differently because they're, they're choosing how to manifest for what's going on in that moment. That makes sense? Well, that's kind of sneaky. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my it is. Yeah, that's kind of generic. So at diff- so different times when I have seen him in a dream, like especially after he first passed or crossed over, there was a couple of strong dreams and they weren't from the past. It felt like they were in the future. I saw him, we were like at a big stadium and... I was up on the bleachers with a lot of other people, and all of a sudden he was walking down below, and everything looked regular. You know how people can walk around the stadium? There's sections. Well, he was on a lower level, and he was walking in front of us, and we waved to each other, and then he just kept going, and it seemed like he had a like a bag of popcorn or something, and he was just walking on. And I saw very clearly the outfit that he was wearing. It was white pants and a white shirt. Well, it was unusual. He had never worn that for a number of years. He always wore black pants and a black shirt, like every day of the week for a few years. He had several sets. So, and he looked really, really fresh. He looked the same age, 23, and he looked extremely healthy, like very clear of mind, confident. So I guess he manifested that type of dream. So he's not walking around in that outfit all the time. He can change outfits, I guess, right? Usually he's (laughs) laughing. He says, usually he doesn't have to be bothered with it. But but we earthlings like clothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it normalizes things for us. Well, yeah. And he wants to say a few things. This comes in pretty often in channeling. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Usually when the dreams start, you don't hear words right away. And, and we think, oh, I didn't get it. I didn't remember. And they channel in and say, we're learning how to do this too. So we're we're doing we're letting you know we're with you. We're letting you know it's like a visceral our first language is energy. So once we're out of body, we just want to we want that feeling. But words if people need them that will come, but it usually doesn't happen right away. 
And the other thing is the reason I chose white was to acknowledge that I was in a different dimension, yeah. yet just as viable. What was it? It's like that vibrational viability. There That's it is. That's true. It was so real when I woke up. It just, the dream felt extremely real. And they tell us that those are real visits. Yeah. And he designed it so you answered your own question in terms of do they wear clothes? Do they do this? Yes, they will design whatever it is for us. And a lot of these, like when people talk about hauntings that are out there, and, and we're not talking about movies and books will have things be all whatever for our fear and whatever, and people will see, in quotes, ghosts in old-timey clothes. And maybe those things happen and they're doing those things. Maybe those are people who haven't processed yet. And again, this isn't a really big thing we need to go into here. But the thing is that they will do whatever it is that will make us most comfortable. And my dad just showed up, and I know I've shared this before. When I went into his funeral, and he had me later in life and didn't have much hair, there was this young guy with this blonde shock of hair just sticking out. I just looked at him, and telepathically, I said, oh, you must be left over from the last funeral. I'm here for my dad. And when he laughed, I realized it was him. Wow. And I described to my mother what I saw, and she found a picture from before he went into the army. And she did not know him until after, and that's what he looked like. Wow. So he was yucking around and manifesting because he was trying to lighten things up and play. So they, they're, awesome. they are tricky. They are tricky. And, oh, he says crafty. That's what he was saying. They are, but for us to ignite heart-wise, because if, here's what he wants to say. If we think they're dead, then something in us is going to go dead inside. Right. And we Good want point. to help you because we don't want that part of us to feel that way. And if you do, we are interactive. Yeah. And if you're not okay, I'm hugging you. What could be more important, you yeah. know? So here's the thing. Grief, yeah. Missing, yeah. All that. Yeah, and he just stopped short of the expletive. He says, it's all real. It is all viable, too. And that's a real vibration because we're in the body. But we want to help lift you up. And if you let us, and then if you help us, you're really helping us be more joyful and stay away from that dreaded four-letter word. Because we laugh out here. But I'll tell you something, especially the little kids. Well, yeah, we had two kids, but now one is the D word, and that kid cries. And it uh -huh. isn't that we want anyone to feel guilty, but we're okay, we know, that he knows he's not, she knows she's whoever it is, we help, we know, but it isn't that they're crying that they're not viable, they are viable, of course they are. The thing is, they feel their parents are suffering more than they need to, of there course they're go. going to suffer. Uh -huh. But the viability shifts things. I agree, because... My mother lost her son. He was 16 years old. He had been ill for a, a year. So he had been passed over for an entire year when I was born. So my entire life with her, 49 years, she was in grief. And she had very little happiness. And so it was amazing. It's so strange how history ends up repeating itself, and there I am with my son, and I said, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And I was already believing in reincarnation, 
And my first reaction when I heard that he was gone was, wow, Diego, I had no idea you wanted to go so young. My main focus was to stay focused on staying connected with him, like really 3D connection. So that's why I kept searching every day. And so I'd really like to tell the story of the manifestation he gave me It was a year after he passed away, and it was getting close to my birthday. So he passed on the 23rd, Marilyn's birthday, and then my birthday's on the 29th. Marilyn had given me a reading. It must have been a day after, because Marilyn gave me a reading, and she questioned me about Athena, Diego's old dog. And she said that Athena was seeing his actual spirit. I was really amazed. And she said that very often animals can see spirits because they don't have that blindness, I guess, that we have. So anyway, Athena was starting to come into my room every night to go to sleep where because Diego wasn't there anymore and... Marilyn said, so she sleeps at the foot of your bed, doesn't she? And I said, yes. And Marilyn said, so when she goes to get in position, is she looking up to the ceiling a lot? And I said, well, yes. And I thought it was because she was getting arthritic and having a hard time to snuggle down and let herself drop down. And Marilyn said, no, that she was seeing Diego's spirit. And I said, really? And she said that Diego was going to be sending me a gift at some point. And I said, okay. A couple nights later, I thought that I would be getting a gift like a month later or something, but it was only a couple nights, two or three nights later, when I woke up with somebody physically tapping me on the nose. And I jumped up, and Diego actually had done that one time when he was still in body. He didn't tap me on the nose, but he came over to me, and he was like, Mom, Mom are you awake? (laughs) So of course I woke up and it was like, what are you doing? (laughs) It's two o'clock in the morning. But anyway, so this time he had to tap me on the nose, which made me jump up and immediately think of Diego. But the room was pitch black the way I like to sleep and no curtains, no windows, anything. No other person in the house. No other person in the house. So... I opened my eyes immediately, and I started seeing these little clouds. They looked like little tiny clouds, and there was a whole bunch of them floating around in my room. And they were like lit up a little bit, like kind of whitish, grayish, as if some light was coming in and trying to shine on them. But like I said, there's no windows and I'm looking at these little things floating around, and I have no idea what I'm looking at. I had never heard of orbs at that point. And they were moving, and they were 3D. 
So if you ever see a picture of an orb, it's a solid circle. But this was like 3Ds. They were really like little tiny circular clouds moving around and moving within themselves. And so I thought, maybe these are some spirits. So I just kept trying to feel them and be open to them, but I didn't recognize any of them. Nothing. So then what was very interesting, they would float up high into the ceiling. But my ceiling is only seven feet high, but they it looked like some of them were going up 10, 12 feet up. So I was just watching. It was a beautiful show. And then slowly, a couple of them would go over to my right and crash into the wall where I had a photo of my guru. It's like they were trying to go inside that picture. And it's the only picture that they did that with. And someone told me later, yes, they recognized a light and they were trying to go to the light. Go to the light. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, they would just bounce off. And so they're all floating around. I'm just watching and watching. Then suddenly there was a gold orb and it was the same thing. It was like made with gold dust or something. Like the sun was shining on. You know when you see the sun coming in and sometimes you can see a bunch of little dust particles. Dust lights yes. sparkling. So it was like that, but condensed like really tight. And it was just moving around and it became bigger. And it was definitely brighter than all the other ones. And it was hanging out at the foot of my bed. So I'm just watching and watching. Then, all of a sudden, the gold ball started stretching out like a two-inch, three-inch ribbon started climbing up, coming out of it, out of the top and going up towards the ceiling. And then all of a sudden, it took a turn to the right, and it's traveling along. And then it's just this ribbon, like this gold ribbon, but it had this orangish color under it, like if it was an upside-down sunset or something. It was very much alive. It was moving. And so then it kept traveling and traveling, and then... It started going upwards again. Little by little, it outlined Diego's profile and his bust like, you know, several inches down the shoulder as if he was looking sideways. And it completely outlined his head, forehead, nose, lip, chin, I mean, it was completely his outline. And then the ribbon just kept traveling. And it just went through the whole outline. And then it just kept going and going to the right until it just disappeared. It just faded away. And it was so soothing to me. I I was just left asleep. I just kind of like passed out at that. It was 
just beautiful. And then, of course, in the morning I remembered it. So there you have it. And he's just, he's standing with his legs crossed and his arms crossed, just going, uh-huh, and are we going to use the D word anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, that's a really good picture to end this conversation with because I can see now, I can see clearly <laughs> that uh, he's not dead. He's really viable at any moment, 24-7. Yep. Wow. It doesn't negate the physical missing. Thank but you. Whole... I'm feeling a heart expansion within myself. Yes, it's, it's collaboration because he's saying he's enjoying it as much as you are. Yes. And it makes him so happy. Thank you. That feels really good. I mean, can anybody see it? My heart's like boinking. <laughs> Your auric field is huge, and he's just kind of draped on you. Like, you, <sighs> you know, when these kids start getting taller than you, and they drape on you, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I do he believe is doing that, that I'm feeling an internal heavenly hug. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Diego. Thank you, Diego. And Diego wants to remind us, as always, what we say at the end of each podcast he might be past, and you can pick words, but, you know, he doesn't like the D word, but he sure is present. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And viable. And viable. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at MarilynCap.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.